What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. For 25 years, Seth Lightman has seen it all. From the newest electric car revolution, solar power, bike lanes made in NYC. And now we are here. More electric cars, need for more renewables and eco-friendly products in our world. Well, now it's time for an all-out podcast for this time. You're listening to The Green Living Guy Show. He's funny, real, exactly on point. And some think his style is so raw, it's crazy. Let's do this, folks. It's time for The Green Living Guy Show with Seth Lightman. What's up, everybody? It's Green Living Guy. So uh, usually we talk about here green living stuff, but uh, to keep it green, as some organizations and people say, or keep it real, um, I got to I gotta uh, talk about fighting for my survival. So we're going to flip for real on to something more prevalent and more timely nowadays, which is talking about Israel. So I have the blessed opportunity to have three di three not one not two but three IDF soldiers here who are ready to answer the questions uh, that I'm going to put out there as devil's advocate per se as they say you know like what you know hearing the 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 worst case and then what's the real answer here uh, I think that needs to be discussed because it's way too long that we are hearing way too much as we'll call it ish or but uh there's too much or uh for those that are in israel too much jifa being talked about when it comes to the state of israel so let's keep it real folks um thank you all for coming this is like the biggest most blessed opportunity i can have in my life so thank you for allowing me the time to speak with you all uh why don't you start off with your names where you are what you do to serve Sure. So uh, my name is Shemtov. Uh, I'm 29 years old, and I'm serving in the special forces right now in a reserve duty. That's what I did also uh, back in my regular um, duty. Yep. And I'm also a certified nurse. Uh, I used to work for an hospital that had an agreement with the hospital from Gaza. So I had a chance to treat a lot of people from there. Uh, oh, you from did? Gaza. Oh, thank God. Yes, okay. and All also right. uh, terrorists from the West Bank that just uh, committed, like, terror attack, and they used to bring them to get appropriate treatment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. Wow. So you're treating people directly, and let me just repeat this for my folks here. You are literally uh, uh, treating people that are, are, are trying to leave Gaza, but also... Uh, people that were terrorists and got injured in the line of duty, and then now you're treating them so they can stay alive. Is that, is that basically? That's basically what I used to do. Right now, I'm working for a startup, but back in the days when I worked for the hospital, yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, what about you other guys? Are they allowed to talk or are they just here for fun? <laughs> <laughs> 
if Shantov is allowed me, so uh, I can talk. Um, okay. So I'm Bote, I'm 29 as well. I actually grew up in the same town with uh, Shemtov. He's a childhood friend. Aerotech, uh, okay. Um, in my profession, in my profession, I, I'm a civil engineer. Um, and right now, of course, I'm a reserve soldier in the Air Force. And yep. um, I was doing my civil engineering degree. And I was one of the managers in a program that took place in the university in, in, around Israel uh, that um, connects between uh, Arabs and Jews. When the main tool is uh, the language. So the Arabs teach the Jewish uh, guys or girls uh, uh, basic Arabic and the Jews help the Arabs with high level of Hebrew so they can better succeed in the university. That's, that's, that's amazing. I mean, you know, um, which just proves the point, and, and I'll just do that before we go uh, to the other gentleman, Om uh, Bonderman, but um, uh, it just proves that this is not about us versus Arabs here. You know, I remember going to the state of Israel back in the day. But like, I still have photos of, of, and I said this to Shem Tov beforehand, like my wife and I back then we were dating, but like we we had Bedouin, Bedouins give, drive, uh, uh, allowing us take their camels into the desert and cooking us uh, fresh pita and then serving us hummus to watch the sunset. I mean, I mean, and this guy was so like the nicest guy in the world. Like, and then all the Arabs, whenever we went to Jerusalem, everybody was beautiful. It's like, this is not about Arabs folks. Uh, this is about, uh, uh, terrorism here. Uh, and I really am trying to help people to understand the distinguished difference between uh that and people have to realize that Hamas is a, is really a terrorist group uh that then got the 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 rights to power but it's still a terrorist is a terrorist is a terrorist here but this is not a bad herb so what you're doing is helping people to to breach the 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 educational language barrier to only succeed better so that Arabs can could succeed yeah. better and Jews could succeed with Arabs better i mean what Wow. Wow. That's beautiful, man. Okay. On. Thank you. You're up. Hello, what sir. You, thank you for joining. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, hello, guys. My name is On. I'm 26 years old. Um, currently in active reserve in the Air Force. Yeah. And in my civil life, I'm a computer science uh, degree student. Okay. Still a regular guy. Regular and one dude. small thing that I didn't mention that I'm uh, one of the uh, music festival massacre survivors. Oh, hello. Oh, oh, hello. That that let's just pause and thank God that you're here. Um, uh, thank Hashem that you're 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 alive. Um, and that you got out. Um. Uh, and uh, I unfortunately did see, uh, got to see Telegram videos of what went down. Uh, while it was going down, I was back then on uh, that night. I'll never forget, you know, everybody asks, where were you kind of thing. So I was on Clubhouse and we were in a Jewish chat room. And all of a sudden somebody just started screaming, yo, 
this is happening and we was like what and then we all got access to the telegram to the the other side so that we could see the sh- the, the 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 junk happening and we were just like in tears uh in in anger you know all the feelings that you get um yeah. and i i I can't believe I'm talking to somebody that was there. Um, I all I could say is thank thank Hashem that you're alive. And uh, do you want to? Do you feel comfortable saying anything about it? I I don't want to put you in any uncomfortable situation here. First of all, thank you for your kind words. And um, my main duty at this time is to tell my story, spread spread the truth as wide as it can go. Um, so you can ask anything. I will start uh, telling my story. If you have any questions, feel free to ask anything that you want. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I'm a little choked no. up from hearing that you're with the, that you were there. I mean, it's it's you know I'm grateful that I'm speaking to IDF soldiers, but then to hear that you were there is like you know choked. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I'm always telling in all the sessions that I take part of that you can try to process um, the situation that nobody can understand if you weren't there, but stay strong. If I'm here and I'm trying to tell my story, it's important. I want you to take energy from me. I want you to be stronger because, yeah, it's been a massacre. Massacre is a nice word for the real things that happened there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Stay strong. It's okay. I'm here and I'm willing to tell my story because... The truth is the most important important thing right now because yeah. some channels as Sky News uh, actually inter- interviewed one of the um, Palestinian Authority um, guy and he said, yeah, you, you don't know? The Israeli Air Force killed all the people in the festival and it wasn't Hamas yeah. uh, yeah. citizens. And it's really frustrating and I was very angry and I left a comment on that uh, video, and Shemto also uh, shared it on his po- on his wall. And uh, yeah, we are fighting the disinformation and all the fake news that's going on. So tell me, okay, then. So let's uh, as uh, after I got through it all here, I, I you know t- I had to compose myself. So okay, let's dig in. So that day, could you tell your story? Like what happened? You're you're vibing out, listening to this great music, which, by the way, from my understanding, was a concert for peace, right? Wasn't it like a? It was a music festival that was based on the values of love, taking care of the weak. AAP. And this is such a big irony. So tell me. So on October seventh, I remember you guys were vibing out for this this peace party, as you said. And then all of a sudden, like, did you see those those planes coming in, like those little those uh, sky riders? Yeah. yeah, that yeah yeah. You saw that 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 shit. <laughs> you saw that nonsense. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was at, at the main stage with my friends, and uh, as you said, we are vibing. Everything is great. And then suddenly, um, we are. Uh, for who that don't know, the music festival was located next to Rahim, which is three miles from the border of uh, Israel and the Gaza Strip. Yeah. So it's really close. And at 6, uh, 29 a.m., there was a huge rocket barrage. Uh, we are talking about approximately 1,000 rockets within minutes, which is crazy. 
and when I say huge, um, you have to take it, you have to take um, some calculation about my military experience because me and Rotem and Shemtov got used to rocket barrages in the last two decades. But yeah, of course, this yeah, is, was unusual. Yeah, it yeah. was unusual uh, barrage, and I knew immediately that something is off. And uh, while running to our car to get away from the area, because the police, of course, shut down immediately uh, the music and the festival and said, you have to right. evacuate. Right. There are alarms to everywhere in Israel, from south to north. And we try to evacuate. And in the meanwhile, uh, I actually saw and told my friend, yo, those are our skywriters from the sea that like surfing. What are they doing here? And immediately I saw um, when they got close, closer that there are people with some um, big thing that eventually was an AK. And then I immediately, immediately uh, turn on my combat mode. Yeah. And from my festival mode, you turn to a combat mode, you try to survive, you try to run. Of course, we are talking about innocent citizens. And people from all across the globe, yeah. uh, approximately uh, 3,000 people trying to evacuate from one exit. One exit they had? Well, yeah, it's a concert. Yeah, from oh. the parking lot. Yeah. Oh, one my. exit, 3,000 people. We're talking about 2,000 cars. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the first stage of the October 7th uh, massacre. So then you were like... Friend, we're- were you then like yeah. one of the first out? You were one of the first out, I would assume? Yeah, I was one of the uh, first people that tried and succeeded to evacuate uh, from the area, but Hamas was already uh, prepared for the people uh, that got on the road because when, you, uh, when we got to the exit, you had only two options, to the left, and to the right, which is north and south. And we live next next to Tel Aviv. So you had to turn to the left. Yeah. And we turned left. We drove a mile away. And then suddenly a car started to uh, drive towards us on our road. And it, it was an Israeli car. And then we, my friend hit the brakes. And then he returned to his original road. And then the Israelis on the car screamed at us, turn around right now. There is Hamas checkpoint right there. They are shooting innocent people with their AKs. Turn around right now. And the scent, the, 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 um, and when you hear that and you try to process it, you don't have enough time to uh, react. And when you finish the sentence, uh, automatically we got shots on our car. And luckily for us, the car stopped it. And immediately my friend did a U-turn. We went back to the uh, exit point. And guess what? There was another Hamas checkpoint at the south. So we were locked out uh, of the off-road and on-road. So we had nowhere to run. You have no north, no south. Of course, you have no west because the Gaza Strip is on the west. Yep. So yep. you have only one option. Through the fields, through the rivers, go east. Yep. And that's what we did from that point when we dropped the car on the road and uh, decided to leave it there. Uh, 
we ran to the nearest safe place, which is Ofakim. Um, right. for, and for the data, Ofakim was 12 miles from our You ran bank. 12 so miles. You ran 12 miles. We, we had to run approximately 12 miles to get to a safe place because we left the car yeah. and it, it wasn't fit for field uh, terms. And uh, yeah, the seven hours journey to a safe place started from that point. Yeah. Did you, did you, um, were you in your car? I guess I don't, I don't know. So I'm just asking in your car, did you have anything uh, to protect yourself? Like after you, or were you just bare? I mean, not barefoot, but like, you know, like running just with your, whatever you had, you just ran. You have your pants, you have your yeah. shirt, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, 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 I got it. We are not allowed to uh, to go in the music festival with weapons. They search right. your car, they search your body, of course. Oh, they search your car. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. It was right. peace, love, and taking care of others' music festival. Oh, that's yeah, the it's, an it's, it's the irony of the, that there's an extreme irony with that with this whole thing. Um Wow. Okay. So you ran for seven hours basically to get the clo- to the closest place, which was 12 miles. Um, and once you got there, uh, what happened? When we got to the safe place, which is uh, Kibbutz Patish. Okay. okay. Um, we're talking about hundreds of people that, uh, that went to Kibbutz Patish with me. Um, and you don't really uh, understand what you've been through for the net, for the last seven hours. Yeah. You keep that in mind that we are awake the day before because it's a two-day festival and you usually uh, come the night before. So it was the sixth and the seventh festival. Mm-hmm. And... I was awake about 30 hours and we had no water, no food during our uh, survival story, which it was in meanwhile in the seven hours. And when we got to the safe place to Patish, yeah. um, the people at Patish, of course, they were amazing. They gave us clothes, food, uh, electricity, uh, no. products. Uh, they took care of us for three hours and then Everyone uh, got evacuated to um, uh, big uh, train stations, and my parents uh, got me, and I was home at evening. Okay. All right. I see how it worked. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you uh, for that. We won't get into the particulars of uh, things because uh, uh, I, I want this podcast to continue on but i have heard of some of the things that hamas were doing to women um uh um and i um what is it what i i mean i know you're you're we're men here but what does it feel like when you are our women are not being listened to at the un what is it what does that what does that make you feel like I, 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 I'm curious. What does that make you guys feel like? Because I know for me, it's like um, 
there's so many different feelings I have about it. But the, the one big one is um, you're there for everybody, but you're not there for us. Uh, and it's like, you know, which makes the whole thing a sham, in my opinion. So, but I'll, I'll, I, I just want to know what you guys think about that. First of all, for me, um, the feeling inside my body is a huge frustration. You know, you feel heat and cold and, you know, many feelings inside your body. It, you don't know how to handle because you have no one to confront to about it. Like no one who is, should be held uh, ashamed uh, for that. And the word in, in my head for that is huge hypocrisy, huge hypocrisy, because those women and those people in the last decade or two decades, whatever, they're doing everything they can to base their claiming behind this claim of her word. You have to believe her word because, it, you know, you, it, it's such a hard situation that if she's stepping up and she's talking about it, you have to at least take in consideration that first of all, you believe her before you, you say n nothing has happened. And they're working and we're working and still working so hard to base those claiming. So in court, the yeah. court would always be first of all with the women and I think it, it is good. It's a good thing. It should be like that because the percentage, the high, the so high percentage of women that are telling the truth is, is you know, the, the, the amount of, of that aren't is, you know, it's, it's nothing and it's so important. Yeah. And now when you see the situation and that they are not even not, not standing with their side, but saying it happened, it didn't happen and saying right. they're lying. It's a huge hypocrisy, and I think that every woman, every woman that said that or even thought that in her head, she should look again in the mirror and think about who who is she anymore. Yeah, I I I I, I feel the same way. I I really do. I I'm like, um, you really need to check yourself. Uh, I've been watching that. Look at the UN. You know, look at the UN organization. Like you know. It used to like be out there for the women and like treat yeah. them and help them with whatever. It yeah. took them like two months yeah. to recognize what happened in the 7th of October to the uh, Israeli women. This is like ridiculous. I it's mean, you want to be there for women's yeah. period. It doesn't matter if they are Arabs, Jews, uh, whatever. It doesn't really matter. And this is the most hypocrite organization that I met uh, the entire time and the entire interviews and like, you know, news that I'm listening to yeah. uh, the UN organization. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I can imagine. And on, I can imagine you're seeing what happened um, and then seeing what the UN is doing must just boggle your absolute mind in, in so many different ways. On, I mean, I, I, it's like, I mean, it, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I don't even want to bring levity to it, but it's like, it's almost like a joke where the, the person says, but it wasn't me, but I saw you do this, but it wasn't me, but I saw you do this, but it wasn't me. And they go back and forth and it's like, you know, it's until you give up, it's this yeah. false, it, it's a false reality. It's like, it's this, this, uh, it, it, Wow, it's in okay. every little thing. It's it's not only about women. It's so hard and and crazy that when it's women, 
but it's about everything that is related to to Israel in comparison to yeah. others. You know, everything. It, it, the, the lies that are being spewed about everything, um, and the the, uh, the the there's a serious, as I've said to a lot of people, air and ground campaign to convince Americans as well as the world that uh, that um, what free Palestine stands for and from the river to the sea is such a great, you know, social justice cause when they have absolutely no idea what it means in the first place. And I have had to explain to people what river and what sea they're talking about (laughs) to explain what that means. I'm like, here's the map. (laughs) Here's the river. There's the sea. If there's nothing in between, what do you got? And they go, oh, they don't want to Israel. I'm like, yeah. Now, now what do you think about that, social justice causer? <laughs> it's like it bothers It became fashionable to join the rallies and shout uh, from the river to the sea, and they don't know which river and which sea. So it's ridiculous. They, they it's a joke. They have no clue. Zero clue. And it boggles my mind. It, it just it boggles the mind. So just want to add uh, one thing, if I may. Please. Uh, I don't want to get any um, to any kind of um, graphic. Uh, uh, I forgot the t- uh, word. Graphic. But the graphics on on the okay. October seventh. But I usually start in the sessions that we had uh, with a quick guided imagery. But I won't do it here. But yeah, yeah. People's head got cut off. And women and men and elders and children and babies uh, been kidnapped and got assaulted through the whole way. So every aspect of humanity on that day got damaged. And people, sometimes the truth is more than you can take. So I think the world, uh, until it saw um, the video that got out to a specific amount of people on the governments across the globe. Yep. Uh, you cannot understand. A stranger wouldn't understand. From my point of view, when you say those things uh, didn't happen, I can't even react to such claiming because it's a joke. You're a joke. They are a joke. You're a joke yeah. because our women got raped. And I'm using nice words. Got raped. People's heads been cut off. Yeah, got shot, and we are talking about citizens against terrorists. It's not the military against the terrorists. It's innocent citizens from all the, around the world that were at the party and in the kibbutzim next to the border. Yeah, they got slaughtered, and they had no clue and no way to run, but eventually to fight, and they were all killed, all murdered, and. Kidnapped to the to the strip, to the Gaza Strip. Yeah, and then um, I I I have to bring this up because I heard this from uh, IDF reports or an IDF spokesperson. So I I, I want to make sure we get this out there too. Um, it's my understanding that uh, an IDF group saw because I believe there were some babies that were sold off to another terrorist group, um, and then they hung them 
in a clothesline in a row was what this IDF spokesperson said that they did to some of the babies. Um, did you see that report about about that? Nope. Uh, I personally haven't. Nope. I personally haven't saw okay. this one. Okay, I'll I'll share. Well, there, there, were, of, like, there were other other crazy, evil, exactly disgusting images and things that happened. And, you know, you, you don't need any more. If you, they don't want to believe, they don't want to believe. It doesn't matter how horrible it is. You you have exactly it doesn't matter what you got. horrible stories. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's true. It's true. The uh, it's like I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say who, but there's one person in particular that I've been just sharing evidence after evidence after evidence after evidence after evidence after evidence of things. And they're saying to me, I don't debate well. And that was their only response because I show evidence and don't didn't type anything in the conversation. I'm like, look at the evidence. <laughs> and your, your only response is, you didn't use your words. You only shared Instagram posts, um, which were showing proof of things. Um, like uh, one was showing before, of course, the seventh, but the TV shows that you would see in Gaza where these kids would sit there and they say, I'm ready to be a martyr and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, how does that feel? Yeah. I'm ready to die for Allah and all that, all this kind of, and it's, you know, for the, like, they educated the kids and the people of Gaza to live a Hamas life, which is a terrorist life. Yeah. Can you guys yeah. talk about what, like, I, I guess the real question for me is I see it, but do you guys have any, um, I know you don't have it on your person, but have you seen in your tours of duty any evidence of this kind of education that's going on to Gaza? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Share an example for the, the listeners. Yeah, for uh, so I can tell you personally. Uh, right now, I'm in the West Bank, so you can see little kids literally going to those uh, rallies. You know, those protests, but ev eventually, it's like a violence uh, meeting. Yeah. And they are throwing rocks, molotovs, and I'm speaking about kids in the age from 8, 6 to 13, 14. This is the majority of those uh, rallies. Yeah. And they are doing like a lot, a lot of violence actions. And you see, it's not that they want to do it. It's not that they're like, let's say it's planted in their head, you know, this ideology of hating Jews. Mm. And I remember a video and I also uploaded it as a post that an Arabic guy literally said that when he was young, his mom used to tell him before he went to sleep that if he won't go to sleep right now, a Jew will come and kill him. So when you base something like that in the mind of your little kids, eventually they're going to grow up to be Hamas terrorists, Jihad terrorists, ISIS, and whatever, because they learn how to hate the Jews. It's nothing, and I, I'm always saying it, it's not the land. It's not nothing. It doesn't matter. They have a lot of land. It's just an ideology of yeah. hating the Jews. And if I'm going to Gaza, for example, yeah, you see the, the kids over there, like they are poor. We all agree that it's war are sucks and casualties are really sucks and we don't want it. Yeah. We just want our life back. We want them to have an amazing life so we can live in peace, you know, and 
do whatever we want. Uh, you know, if it's work, be with the family, fly to like flying abroad and etc. But you see also how much hate they have for the soldiers, you know. But the soldiers there, for example, like two days ago, a little kid got caught in the fire, uh, fire, um, a fight between Hamas and the IDF, and the IDF soldier literally took the kid and treated her, you know, gave her food, uh, took care of her, like, you know, uh, she got appropriate, appropriate uh, medicine care. Yeah. And then uh, they got her back to the family. You're not going to see Hamas does those stuff for the Israelis. No, they kids. use it as a human shield, from my understanding. Exactly. They use them as human shields, and as well, you know, there is the little ginger uh, kid, the sweetest one, the nine years old, now he's 10 or 11 years old, uh, Kfir Bibes. You know that nine months they are nine not years. alive. Nine, nine months, months and nine months, one and a half years. Exactly. Brother. And him and his brother, think about that. The Hamas said that they killed them in the prison. And they told them to the father and they told it to the Israeli government. So this is the kind of reaction that we get for our kindness. You know, literally I in nine months old year old. I baby. think what you're talking about, Shemtov, I mean I I think that they have found the formula in their eyes. Because we we all know that they they doesn't care at all about human life on, no. on their side as well. Not on our on ours, of course not. But but they they care about our life. They want to take it. Yeah, but they care about, about their, they care about their lives. Uh, people's yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They care yeah, about our lives. Take they life, sure but they, they also don't it. don't care at all. They don't care. Yeah, they don't care at all about their people's lives. And then out of that, they found the formula. And what is the formula? Okay, we don't care about our people's life, our children's life, but let's use them. And then in war, just like in war, that I mean, there are casualties. There are innocent people casualties, and it's still the minimum because the IDF does the maximum. And then when there are casualties in civilians, in children, in women, then we have media. We can show it to the world, and then we can convince the world we are, we are poor, they are bad, we are good, and it, and it works. It, yeah. it yeah. works. Um, they have found the formula, use their people, yeah. their lives to change the mindset of the world. And we all know how much yeah. the mindset of America, the United States, is important in this whole situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's called I, an underdog mindset. That's the problem. The underdog mindsets of what they are showing. This is what exactly getting the attention of the yeah. whole world consider them as poor and we are the band. Well, I got to tell you, um, it's the only way that this is going to, um, as the, as, as even the Tanakh says, the only way that we're going to fight this and the way that Jews do it sometimes the best, not just with the IDF, I mean, you guys are the best, but um, uh, uh, with our words, with the, we will, we will change the world with what we say and how we say it uh the truth and and what we say no matter what we're going to be you know um a friend of mine who's who's very into meta stuff uh not, and i don't mean the metaverse but um she said that which was and and she's not jewish but she's very much in favor of israel and supporting us and she said you know the the, the highest frequency in the world is truth so when you tell it, you're at the highest point of your, you know, of the best. Right now, 
what's going on is the worst, you know, the low, we're at low frequencies. And the only thing that we can do is tell the truth because the more we tell the truth out there, it's like, we're, we're the light, you know, we're breaking through and, and sharing the truth out there no matter what. And I will not stop um, on my Instagram story or wherever to tell the truth. I tell the yeah. truth when it comes to, you know, which has nothing to do with y'all, but, you know, I tell the truth when it comes to green living, renewable energy, and going green. Well, I'm telling the truth when it comes to Israel and my people. We are not killers. We are a people of peace. But, folks, you played the game of FAFO uh, in Hamas, which is called fuck around, find out. So they did, and they're, they're finding mm-hmm. out. And I, I want to make this clear, too, um, because especially now with that stupid UN resolution, it's not like you guys are going out there and just picking buildings and, and, and setting, you know, explosives to them. It's my understanding that you guys are targeting where you're, you're the buildings in Gaza. So it's not like you're just flying over and, you know, dropping a carpet bombing like they did in the Vietnam War. Um, no. And, you know, no. uh, so, so tell, tell me how that, that goes down. Like, because you have to get the grenade, the, the, the dynamite or wherever close to the the facility so i mean you i would assume and i'm kind of trying to help for people to understand i would assume that if there are even people in the building you're trying to tell them to get out because there's 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 an explosion that's going to go down so tell me what what the operation is like if you can for um targeting specific buildings and and going after them versus just going after everybody yeah so okay. so on go ahead Oh, okay, thank you. Um, first of all, we have um, lots of targets, which is um, the government of Hamas. We have uh, targets about um, factories of weapons and etc. And uh, when the IDF uh, selects uh, any target, which is humans or weapons, first of all, we are doing uh, a notes drop from the from the air yep and on the notes they have a barcode and they have um a text that says listen up in 48 hours we're gonna drop a bomb to this building to this uh, factory to this area because we know there is one two three four five things that we don't want to be existed anymore so you have to evacuate and guess what Hamas telling its people to stay there because they want to um, they want to stop us from bombing those areas because <laughs> it's uh, expensive for them. And we are literally shooting our own leg by saying that we are going to get to this place and that place. And, um, and the Air Force try to be as accurate as it can because as Shemtov and Rotem said, we all have casualties that we don't know. And yeah. it's not about the IDF. It's about Hamas using its people as human shields. And let's take Shifa Hospital as an, as an example. We told them, not by air. We are going to get there by foot. Evacuate all your people, all the um, um, uh, medicines, uh, crews, and etc. Take them to the south. We are giving you one week 
And guess what happened? All the hostages that uh, got on October 7th to the hospital got shifted to the south. We literally shot our own leg by saving our people. But yeah. we are uh, value life on killing innocent people. And by the time we came, guess what? Again, the hostages weren't there. And we are doing uh, the the actions of uh, getting in to these hostile places very slowly, um, very accurately, because we care about life. Yeah, yeah. This is not a carpet bombing, listeners. Um, this is being targeted and specific. And there are plenty of homes that, uh, yes, there are places that there are damaged, and they will be rebuilt, folks. And uh, there will be a rebuilding. But we have to get rid of Hamas and people that are innocent. It's not like you're going after innocents. If people are innocent, you're help you're, you're helping them. From my understanding, too, and and uh, maybe you could tell me this report um, that you are helping people evacuate and doing like this tank lineup, so that there were tanks def- um, blockading. Hamas or anybody from shooting at them because uh, at the at the people behind them uh, so that they can get away. Is that is that true? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so they're nodding. Yes. So no, um, the IDF the IDF does maximum to to protect the civilians, the innocent people. Just one of the examples is what she said. Others is you know just like showing them the road and and escorting them throughout the whole road as you go. Um, the idea that's the maximum, by the way, about casualties, I think I saw a report of the former, um, UK uh, army, uh, commander. Uh, And he said that Israel has the best, the best ratio in the world for a number of attacking in civilian uh, areas to a number of casualties within innocent people. It has the best ratio worldwide in history. Yeah, I, I, and, I, and all of that, and all of that, when we still remember in our head, the Hamas are doing the maximum to make sure we do hit civilians. Okay, yeah. it's not only they do it; they fight from civilian areas. They do the maximum, so we would hurt there, it would hit them, and still we have the best ratio. So think about it; put that in mind. Yeah, uh, they're looking to get the highest. Um, as they call it, kill rate, and and you guys are trying to do the best to have the lowest uh, civilian um, casualties uh, in effect. Um, and one thing that I, I just want to point out to listeners, um, which has nothing to do with this war, but it has to do with terrorists, and I want to be very clear about this. Um, I've spoken to former and current military of the U.S. military that went into Iraq and fought in Iraq. And what were the two number two things, the top two things that the United States were fighting against once they got in Iraq and fighting against for terrorists? And it wasn't men, and it wasn't women. It was dogs and babies. And I've heard this more than once, that dogs and babies would be strapped with stuff and they would have to save the... Try, they would have to protect themselves against dogs and babies that were strapped with bombs and going up against U.S. soldiers. This is the kind of thing we're dealing with, folks. And you think it's going to be easier for Israel? Oh, 
I see. And when you, when, you, when, when, uh, and I'm just going to say this, okay? Like, like Bill Maher said, he's the only one of the people standing up here. You know, when, when everyone else gets attacked, it's an act of war. When Israel defends itself, it's called a war crime, and that has to stop because it's it's and it's wrong. It's fundamentally anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish, and and, and anti everything of humanity that's going on right now. Writing for a letter of peace. Uh, uh, look, every time you guys, you know what I said in a comment recently. Fine, let's do a ceasefire. And then I'm going to do an over-under box, like I'm Jimmy the Greek, like I'm pretending I'm in doing football games, okay? And I'm going to predict how long it's going to take them to break the ceasefire. So what will it be? One minute, two minutes, or 15, okay? And I've got five, 10, and 20 on each box. So at this point, when you guys do a ceasefire, they, they go back into terror mode again, and they start firing rockets up in the air. Is that, am I wrong about that? Am I just... Like uh, Jifa here, or am I talking like, or is this real? Like, isn't that what happened? No, you're not wrong. We're dealing, we're dealing with terrorists. We're dealing with people that have no rules. So how can you play by the rules if you ha- play with people that have no rules? Think about how yeah. how hard it is to to fight against and to play a game when the other side doesn't have rules. So he makes his own rules while his, you know, doing things. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 beyond unbelievable um i know you guys have have other things to do but i do have one two one fundamental question after this and then i have a couple of comments but the fundamental question i have is um and we see it now on news and social media uh and also uh in the reports (laughs) uh that uh on the game of fafo that uh uh that the that while the majority of Gazans uh, live in the worst conditions, and I've seen, I've driven through the West Bank and the Gaza, so I, I, I know it's not pretty um, in the '90s. So, and and I know it never really improved. But um, it, 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 <laughs> is it true that you guys are uh, that the leaders are in uh, Qatar, and uh, um, that IDF has been told to do what it's got to do to take care of business? I don't know what you can or can't say. <laughs> so no, just, no. From I'll what, from what I there. know, no. From what I know, I don't know much. Uh, yeah. To be uh, from what I know, yes, most or some are in Qatar. I think some in Turkey and maybe some are still in Gaza. But most of them, yes, are out there with their billions. You know, yeah. enjoying, enjoying, enjoying a a shelter from Qatar because you know, and Qatar said out publicly that. Uh, uh, it says to Israel, "Don't dare to attack the leadership of Hamas on our land." Yeah. So they enjoy a shelter. Sure. They enjoy. They can spend their mo- spend their money in a place that they can actually spend their money. Yeah. And yeah, they they enjoy and they ha- they uh, have the good life. Uh, yeah, it is a good life when their people are suffering, suffering. from what they yeah. cause them. It's so. Uh, I hate to use the word, but it's like. I'm gonna do it. Um, it that's pansy. When you're in another place and they're fighting the fight, 
and you're not with them, like, you know, like a general, like, a, you know, a general MacArthur or some like all BB, he goes right into the middle of the field. And I'm not talking politics, folks. I'm just saying, like, your leaders go into the stuff to make sure they see they're there to see everything and they stay in the fight. Nobody's leaving to go uh, party in Trinidad <laughs> with, you know, with with your taxpayer dollars. Uh, it's not like like here. It's not like BB's out in another country, okay, lavishing while taxpayer dollars are making Israel decrepit. It's not like that. Uh, um, these guys are in Qatar and they're living the high life, or in other places around the world, and they're calling the shots while the people are living in the worst conditions. And when they need fuel to get out, Hamas steals the fuel too. So it's exactly. like they're living under the worst conditions known to humanity. And I only wish and pray that uh, that you guys take care of Hamas, which I have known my whole life. OK, I've watched this from the days of Fatah. I've seen I, 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 I've known of Yasser Arafat that you gave him so many deals and his philosophy was go enjoy the the peace process but no to everything and then Hamas they basically came in and they killed everybody in the in Fatah and then came in and took it over yeah. i mean then it's and then yeah. did a then, then did the funny thing they kill everybody in the other side of leadership and then say okay elections yeah <laughs> who's going to run vote against for me you? now vote for me now well i have a gun to your that's head that's democracy yeah, democracy in the Middle East. Yeah, or uh, democracy way, in Gaza. The, uh, other than Israel, democracy in the Middle East yeah, doesn't no, no, no. exist. Yeah, 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 you guys have real. You have democracy there, and they have they have forced uh, uh, you know terrorist kind of uh, rule, which is now vote. Yeah, vote. You know, exactly. like not gonna, as I'm pretending, folks uh, that are listening, uh, pretending that I'm with my fingers doing a gun. You know, like, you know, vote <laughs> with a gun to your head, you know, like literally. So um, uh, do you guys have any um, anything else that you want to get out? Um, and if you're more I just want to put this out there that you always have an open invitation. So as this continues and things go on and you want to get out more information, we and this is a campaign for the lives, you know, the, for the I ears and hearts and minds of, 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 of billions of people out there. So you always have an open invitation on my podcast. I just want to put that out there. Um, uh, I, I really want people the IDF and everyone to know that you have an open invitation. Hamas are ham. But anyway, so do you have any other words that you want to say? We just want to thank uh, the people that support Israel and support us. Thank you for the stage because for us, it shows the support uh, that you're letting us tell our stories and, and like you know get the truth out, out there. It's really important. So thank you for that. Thank you for everyone that support uh, us and the Jewish people. Uh, we will need your support to continue because it's a long fight. We got a lot of fronts: the social media, the physical one. Uh, so we need all of you together with us in uh, all of those fronts, and yeah. uh, you know. We're going to win this war. It's just a matter of time. And I want to close it for me with uh, Am Yisrael Chai. Am Yisrael Chai every day of the week, seven days a week. And twice on the Sabbath. (laughs) Twice on the Sabbath. 
Well, green living, guys, one small step at a time. I always do it, and it's usually about green living. But today, we're going to keep it green. One small step at a time. Listen to somebody from an Israeli or a Jewish point of view. They need your hearts. They need your minds. And they, 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 they want to tell you they're going through a lot of pain right now. This is not easy, folks. Um, especially the disinformation campaign has been horrendous. Um, but but I will say this outright. Um, you guys need to beat Hamas because they are terrorists. But this is not about us versus Arabs. No. Nope. They're like cousins to us, folks. This is not about us versus Arabs. I've been to Israel. I've seen how they treat people. This is not what has been propagated in the media and i will stand strong 10 toes down telling people this is not what we do this is not israel whatever you hear negative this is not israel there are casualties of war yes it's horrific it's horrible yes but they're using them as human shields <laughs> folks we have to listen to people that are dealing with this what own who's here was there october 7th okay this happened don't tell us it didn't happen and listen to us we are telling the truth and the truth sets everything free and is the highest frequency because it's the best thing in the world and it will take care of us it will and hashem and and will take care of us because we are doing the right thing um and it's not for anything else but that so green living guy out thank you you've been listening to the green living guy show with your host seth lightman if you're enjoying the show please feel free to rate subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts we really appreciate that effort until next time